This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast, as we come to you from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinals fans everywhere when it comes to St. Louis baseball. That's Patio's. And, of course, brought to you by our good friend Innovated at InnovativeCompanies.com, Randy Green. 35 years experienced craftsman, folks, man of his word, residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. Randy Green's got you covered at InnovativeCompanies.com. The construction team, heating and cooling team, and the electric team are fired up and ready to work for you. Get them involved in the process early. That's Randy Green at InnovativeCompanies.com. Well, folks, um, you know, we keep moving along in spring training. Um, you know, things are are happening as, as we go down there. We have a couple interesting things going on when it comes to the world of baseball. And if we're going to talk about spring training, if we're going to talk about what it means, if we're going to talk about players and movement and things like that and where we are with certain things, there's no better person to get involved in the conversation than our friend Benji Molina. Let's welcome him in on the M4Bayati.com hotline. What's going on, pal? What's going on, Jimbo? You sound kind of sick, buddy. You okay? No, I'm sick. Yeah, no, I'm 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 battling this thing here. I can't get rid of it. It's <laughs> it's it's miserable. But you know what? Um, I'm gonna battle through, right? And um, you know, try to make it, try to try to make it to uh, to the weekend so I can watch some Cardinal baseball. The weather here will be awful, but at least maybe when we see sunny Florida and the Cardinals playing, that'll take the sting off. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, for me. For me personally, just knowing that there's baseball going on down in Florida gets me excited for the season. Now, it's, you know, Cardinal fans, there's Cardinal fans that are not excited because they're mad because we're not signing Bryce Harper. We didn't sign Manny Machado. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of anguish here with Cardinal fans everywhere over Carlos Martinez. You know, you kind of feel like, oh, boy, here we go. But, you know, this team – I'm not going to say we're, we're definitely not better without Carlos Martinez, but at least we have some young pitching depth to fall back on while we're figuring out what exactly is going on with Carlos. I, can you ever really have enough pitching depth? Nope, nope, you can never do. And uh, it's very sad. We had this conversation before, Jimbo. Uh, it's very sad for the young kids because you want to have an opportunity when you're ready, like like Flaherty last year. You didn't want to run Flaherty another year in AAA. 
because he was ready. He showed us he was ready. But he got lucky that Wainwright went down and a couple guys went down, Waka went down and all those. So he had he has his chance. So in this case, Carlos Martinez getting hurt or moving to the bullpen, it actually helps the young guys. We don't want that to happen because we want Carlos to to play and to pitch. But hey, sometimes, you know, it happens and it, and you know, I think uh it's bad for Carlos and he's good for other other guys, you know. But it's it's never Never hurt to have uh, the uh, the death, you know? Yeah, I, you know, for me, I look at all the things that go on here and things happen in spring training. Players step up. Um, guys sometimes disappoint. But the big thing always for me with, with spring training or injuries, um, you know, people get a little bit out of shape about them. But, you know, you can't. You can't walk around in a plastic bubble. I mean, you have to play. You have to perform. You have to get ready. Um, I think people are always curious why there's injuries in spring training. I think you alluded to it the last time we discussed this, and that is, look, there's a different intensity when you get down there, and now it's for real. A lot different than training. You know what I'm saying? And these kids train hard, Jimbo. These kids train hard to keep their body for 180 games in a season or more. So I, they train hard. So the muscles are could be a little tight, could be a little tight for the time they come to spring. Uh, it's not the same, like you mentioned. It's not the same at all to come here uh, or to go to your place and throw bullpen. But then all of a sudden, you go here to spring and you're facing live hitting, or or you face the game. So it's not. It's that, that that let's get get that out of the way. That's not the same thing, and it's never gonna be the same thing. So for those guys to be pitching and having a little tightness tightness in the shoulder, tightness in the legs, hamstrings. Uh, it's normal. It's normal because even when you swing, Jimbo, you've been training all season, off season. You've been training to get BP in the cage, and then when you get to the BP in the cage in uh, in swing training, you come up with some soreness in your quad, some soreness in your calf, some soreness in your hamstrings, and I am I'm, I'm guilty of that. So I mean, those are little things. Now, when when we're getting close, like one week to go in the season, uh, in spring training is going and going. Yeah, you don't want to have those, but but for now, they seem to be minor. Yeah, I've uh, I was looking at uh, all the different guys, and when you see a spring training game, and you see different guys come in and pitch, and different guys get a chance to play. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, for me, I I like that stuff, right? Like for I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out when it comes right down to it for me, what exactly is available for a young guy to do here? Now, most people I know are concerned with the major league roster and guys fighting for positions. And boy, the the Cardinals roster almost seems like somebody, if you look at this, you don't have to be a mathematician to do this and realize that if you look at the numbers, somebody's going to get left off of here that was probably part of this club last year. Um, yes, and it's and either it happen, it, it's either it's either Jairo Munoz or Tyler O'Neill, probably barring anything silly happening in my opinion i think one of those two guys is probably out and and baiters in the bubble not bubble meaning that he's a bad player in the bubble of that too you know because he's a young guy so he you can put him in the same bag as o'neill you can put him in the same bag as gyro and then those guys coming in it's the same with hudson uh and it's the same with ponce de leon gumber Ghent. They're all in that bubble, man. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know 
if those guys are going to be up or even if they have a great spring, they might still going to have to go down, you know, and, and start the season in AAA, which which that's the scary the scary thing to think about. We haven't even we haven't even mentioned Gallegos or or that or that guy Myers or this guy that we're talking about Henley Hensley Hasley Ryan Hensley yeah yeah nasty. the guy who throws a hundred and he's nasty uh, we haven't even mentioned those guys I mean the the Cardinals right now we have the best depth in baseball uh, in 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 pitching man and, and it's a great thing to have but it sucks for the player like I said before if I were Carson Kelly two years ago I would ask for a trade. Not because I'm better than Yadi or not because I want to be better than Pena or whoever. That's not the case. You just want to trade because you want to play right now. You're ready to be in the big league supposedly, right? Yeah. Um, so you want to you want to be out like Flaherty. Flaherty would have gone out to AAA last year, which he did, right? He started off there, and, and nothing would have happened. He in September he get called up. Next year I'm asking for a trade. Because I don't want to waste my years of being ready because somebody else is on top of me, right? Yeah. So, well, you don't want to do that. I mean, you're in a great situation with a great team. I get it. But, man, you want to kick in your career as soon as you can, Jim. But we don't play for 30, 40 seasons. You know, sometimes it's eight, nine, you know, and sometimes 10 if we're lucky. And uh, you want to kick it in. So, but those guys like O'Neill is coming to a point where O'Neill's agent is going to be in, in Mosalic and, and Gersh um, here. And it's going to say, hey, man, what are you guys are planning with my guy? Because I think he's ready to go. Give him the chance. I know Bader is good. I know you have Fowler with the money. You have Martinez on the, on the bench. But I don't care. My guy is ready to go. If you're not going to use him, trade me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I could – you know, I don't. I, the bullpen and the and the the last few guys there is always interesting to me, and I don't. I hate to say this, but I'm not like I don't get as hung up in that one as much because I think what we've learned in Major League Baseball over the last few years is everybody always wants to talk about who the seven guys or whatever are going to be in the bullpen, and I always say it's not seven guys anymore. It's it's ten or twelve because they're going to run uh, guys up and down, right? Because that's what you're going to have to do to keep them healthy. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of pitchers don't throw more than five innings, so they have to load up the bullpen. So you know, so for me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I do find it intriguing though that, like I said, I, I'm not complaining, I'm not mad. I understand this is the business, but man, if you really, really look at it, I, you know, Munoz or either Gyro Munoz or Tyler O'Neill are probably going to be left off this roster. And well, Munoz is more for the infield death. Yeah, and since they have Jerko, since they have Jerko. Oh, Jerko is the one in the bubble. Well, that's what I would think. I've said before that I can't, I find it odd that they haven't traded that piece yet. I really do. I I I don't think anybody wants him. I think he's been great to us. I think if you leave him in the bench or play him in and out with Wong, will work fine. But if Jairo keeps hitting the way he is and playing, the way he is and you know so i i don't see why they would have him there uh you know so but we'll see it'd be interesting uh um what's his name you just mentioned gosh darn it why why can i think right now the the guy we were just talking gyro and uh uh tyler jericho. oh jericho, jericho I'm yeah, yeah i'm sorry i just lost the, the name for a minute but jericho 
he always find a way to make the team because he always have great spring, you know. So yeah, I... it'll be really tough for to live him out if he has a good spring. Yeah, I've I've uh you know, I, the Jerko thing for me, I, I I know San Diego's eating a portion of his salary. I think there's teams that have missed out on other players, and I, I think he would be a welcome addition to another team. I think that uh, Jaro Munoz has shown you what he can do. Uh, the new kid, the, the left-handed bat off the bench, you would have to believe, is going to be Probably. on the roster, and, and you know he can play multiple positions. Uh, and then you yeah, add Robinson. in... Yep, and then you add in the fact that you have Jose Martinez, who I think by by all accounts has basically just become just a straight outfielder now. Um, you know, you start looking at all these things, and with Robinson's flexibility to play infield and outfield, you know, like I said, I worry for Tyler O'Neill, and I know that that sounds crazy to people because we've seen him do some amazing things at the plate. But you know, uh, and in the defense, don't sure, forget. yeah, no, yeah, he isn't a one trick pony. He can play too. You know, he can run, he can throw, he can. You know, he can yes. do some things. So, you know, he I, could help us in many other ways. And that's what I'm thinking they're going to try to do. Make make uh, him compete with Bader, man. I really do believe that because that's the only spot. If they believe that Fowler is this year's fixed up, um, they're going to have one spot. And that's uh, O'Neill. I wish they had two spots, uh, you know, available. I wish they had the right field and center field because you can do more things about it. But we'll find out after spring. Yeah, and for me, like I said, I look at it and I and I'm trying to figure out, you know, it's always fun to look at the final 25 man roster, right? Like how they how they put it together. It does always seem like there's a name it, it, it and I I know it's probably not every year, but it does seem like there's always a name that you're like, "Man, that's awesome, happy. Didn't see this coming. That's cool." You know what I mean? Like good for him. Yeah, He's breaking but camp. This, team, this team it's uh it's more fit right now than the days than the years before because of injuries the year before like Wainwright got injured in spring and somebody else got injured in spring and then the guys came in uh but right now if you have everybody healthy right now Jimbo there's no spots man there's very limited start counting the bullpen from the top to the bottom you have Hicks you have Miller you got Mayers you got probably Hudson you you have uh that Cecil guy who has to be there. Um, you can start cutting down and how many spots do you have? I yeah. mean, you only might have one spot there, maybe two. And then you have one spot in the, in a major league roster in, in the spring training. I feel bad for Francisco Pena because I thought he did a great job, uh, for, for the games that he was to play. Right. Because sure. Yadi, I mean, obviously Yadi got hurt because he got hit. But but you weren't counting on that Francisco Peña is the perfect guy. I don't know why they went to get Withers, which is an upgrade from Francisco, but but still, he's not going to play much unless you – Yadi's not going to play. Uh, I mean, he's not going to want to not play, I should say. He's going to want to play if he's healthy, right? Right. So as long as he's healthy, I don't know, man. I don't know why they signed this guy unless they know something we don't know with Yadi's knee or – I don't know. It's just probably precautions or something. Well, I, I, yeah, I, it says a lot about the market, right? That a guy like Weeders is sitting there on, on February 27th, you know, willing to take a, 
minor league invite, you know, to, to camp. I mean, it's amazing to me, but you know, that being said, and, and I, I, I really, I really do look at it and think to myself, okay, this is kind of how I, how, you know, how I think it should go. I, Mm -hmm. I, I also don't have any idea if, I don't have any idea if the Cardinals have something going on behind the scenes. See, I like I, I know spring training. Like, there's there's deals and stuff out there. I I would be curious. They 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 seem to have too many guys right now, and I think some of them are interchangeable. And if that's the case, I can't for the life of me fathom why they wouldn't look to do a few other things. So, hey, listen, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I want to get your take when we come back on expectations coming out of spring training and how that works for a player. But before we do that, I want to remind people to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. Many things you can do there, but right now the most important thing you can do is go to our contest, opening day ticket giveaway. You guys will see it. Um, If you're on your mobile device and you just scroll down a little bit, you can click on it. If you're on your computer, it'll be to your right. Click it. It'll walk you through all the different ways that you guys can get all those points that you see. Those are entries. And I've told you guys that you can come back to that page every day. You can reshare on Twitter. You can reshare on Facebook. You get points for that. And every time somebody clicks your post and registers, you get points for that in a referral. Now, here's the cool thing that we're announcing today. Okay. And this is where our, 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 new, uh, our new intern, who I know he's like dying to do more stuff for us, Will Kendall. This is where Will's going to earn his, earn, his, earn his lunches around here and his, his, the big dollars that he makes around here. All right, we have a way for you to receive 50 entries, 50 more entries on top of what you've already done. And it's really, really simple, folks. You guys hear me talk about lineupmediagroup.fm, home of Yo! Radio. It's the newest streaming platform. It is available for free to be downloaded on your mobile device. All you have to do is download the app, take a screenshot of your phone with the app on it, and send it to us by social media. That's all you got to do. Tag your radio in it. Hey, look, I download, you know, all we want you to put in your social media posts is I downloaded the Yo Radio app. Tag your radio at your radio, okay? That's all we want you to do, okay? And if you send that with the picture, he will be monitoring all this and they are going to attach 50 more entries into your contest. And that's at your radio app. On Twitter, you can find them on all the all the places. Yo Radio, okay. Tag them. Send us the picture showing that you've downloaded the Yo Radio app on your phone. You're going to receive 50 more entries. We want to thank Yo Radio for donating those opening day tickets. I want to thank Benji Molina as he'll be hand delivering those tickets to you on opening day. You get to say hi, take a picture with the man. Uh, you will all be going. Uh, he'll be working, but you'll go to the game with me and Steve O and Will. We're going to have a great time. I think fish. Might make an appearance with us on opening day, um, so I'm excited about that as well. But that's what's going on at twobirdsonabat.com. To learn more about that, make sure you guys have any questions, you can get a hold of me. Our social media pages, at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter. Like us, or like, follow our Twitter page. If you're a Cardinal fan, we'll follow you back. Uh, Facebook's always a big push for us. Type in Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Click invite your friends. Uh, folks, when you see our pinned post, like it, comment on it, and share it. We would appreciate it. That's how we reach more Cardinal fans. Instagram's always our, our, our newest, latest push. Uh, two Birds on a Bat show. Like us. We'd appreciate it if you're a Cardinal fan. And again, I mentioned one more time, lineupmedia.fm, home of your radio. Download it for free on your mobile device. Uh, special thanks, as always, go out to our partners, GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, home of the four-pillar system. Google GatorsBaseballAcademy.com and find out 
uh, when you can get signed up to do some of the cool clinics and training sessions they have before your young one gets going. Uh, available in Missouri and Illinois now, so make sure you check out GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. To our friends at Adam Smokehouse, don't forget to try the best barbecue in St. Louis. Located on Watson Road, folks, open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. They do deliver. They do take care of catering uh, services when you need those, and their box lunches provide you an opportunity to have something really special for whether it be your employees, friends, events, whatever it may be. That's Adam Smokehouse on Watson Road. Guys, here's your cue. Um uh, you guys heard me talk about patios and, 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 and Randy Green. Thank you to you guys as well. Uh, it means a lot to us, your continued support. Okay, so, Benji, my, my question to you as I look at the roster and I look at what's going on is this. If I'm – if I, I look at guys like Yadier Molina and I look at guys like Dexter Fowler and I look at guys like Paul Goldschmidt and I do all this, I've got to ask you a question. In your mind – I know that guys are competing for jobs. I know that guys are trying to get their game ready. I know there are certain things to prove. But going into a season, how much will spring training play? And I know you can't speak for him. I just want you to generally talk about your past history. But how much do you really think spring training is going to play into what Mike Schilt does with a guy like Dexter Fowler? Oh, my gosh. It's 100%, Jimbo. 100% what's going to matter. What Whatever um, Fowler, whatever Bader... We've been discussing this on the show, right? Yeah. Whatever Bader, whatever O'Neill. You imagine if O'Neill goes out of the spring training hitting 500 and Bader gets a slump or vice versa or Fowler can't hit anymore or, or Fowler gets hot and, and hit 500 in spring training. Of course the spring training is going to matter, man. You think that, <clears throat> you think that uh, if Cecil has a good spring, I mean, obviously, that's great because he's signed. But if he has a horrible spring, uh, of course it's going to matter in their decisions, you know? Spring training, I, I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Spring training matters to some guys. Obviously, the goldsmith, the carpenter, the Dion, the Yari, the, the guy, the Ozuna, they need to get ready for the season. That We know that. Uh, even Colton Wong, you imagine if Colton Wong has a slump, uh, a Yairo hits crazy or vice versa or Jerko doesn't have a, a great spring. You know how that's going to play out. You see what I'm saying? So every single thing that happens in spring training for certain guys is going to matter. If Mike Myers doesn't have a great spring, I bet you anything, his spot might be open or, or Hudson or, or guys, young guys in the bullpen like that. But there's a couple guys that doesn't need to be worried about it. But a spring, man, a spring is 100% important in Mike Chill's decisions. Yeah, you know, I, I, I man, I hate to say this, but I, I try to be realistic too, right? So unless, unless they, unless they have talked to them already, Jimbo. Sure. And and how much of this though, Benji? I mean, you've talked about it being a business. Like you try to remind people, it's a business. John Mosellock is happy to tell you, hey, look, it's a business, right? You know, yeah. money talks, right? And we all know Dexter Fowler's making a lot of money. We all know that Brett Cecil's making a lot of money. Do, it, when you're making that kind of money, is it a foregone conclusion that you will be where you be on the team? Or is it simply because you make all that money, you're going to get every opportunity to be on the team? Um, it could happen both ways. Um, like uh, Fowler and Cecil, they're going to have every opportunity to make the team, right? Not to make it because they haven't made, but to, to play, right? To to be part of these 
uh, everyday team, you know, to be a good part of it. They're going to have, they're going to have time to, they're going to give him the time to make him valuable to the team. Now, if it doesn't work, Jimbo, the, we already saw that the Cardinals are not afraid of eating money. We all saw that. They're not afraid of eating up some money. So in this case, they're not afraid of, of you know, I don't know what they would do with Cecil or Fowler or a guy like that because those are the only two that actually – or Gregerson. You know, we have Gregerson that's a veteran. He's not going to go to AAA. If anything, he'll be released and go to, to uh, a free agent. But you know what I mean? Those guys are already in, in the in the game, in the roster. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting unless uh, Mike Chills went to Cecil and Fowler and, and Gregerson and they say, hey, man, you have this teammate, no problem, no matter what, you're going to be in there, go out there and get ready. Unless he did that, they have to bust their, their butt, man. They have to bust their butt because they have to show uh, and the reason is the two years passed, right? The two years that that they had that weren't so pretty. So uh, they have to come back and bust their butt, man. You know, if I if if I was going to be a betting man, I mean, it's hard for me not to sit here and say, okay, well, you know, like I said yesterday on Bowtie's show when we were talking about lineup, I, it, it's my opinion, and I could be completely wrong, but it just feels to me just absolutely feels to me that Dexter Fowler is going to play right field and bat second at the beginning of the season. It's just what it feels to me. I, I you know, they've they've invested a whole lot of money in him. They've invested a lot of time and energy. They've made concessions. They've done all these things. I think they want to see what they have. And I know you and I've talked about it before. I mean, do you give? I mean, a month a month or two is a long time to give if your ultimate goal is to win. But. I, 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 I always say this too. If you think I, I, I well, I do say this and I, and I, I guess I don't have anything to back it up, but he can't be worse than he was last year. Right. I don't think he could be worse. So I, I, I guess in the end, you almost have to see if he can do it because you have so many years and money invested in him. Don't you? I, I, I get what you're saying. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm both ways with it. You know, you, you're just taking a chance as a team. This is, this is forget about Fowler, forget about whoever is out there. It's a team. As a team, we are taking a chance on that because of what we saw last year. But if he comes out and plays the way he normally does and the way he 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 did good or or he's doing great, he's gonna be a great asset to us. So I can see them taking a chance. But I can see this backfiring on us if it doesn't work. It's like Cecil. Uh, you pay a lot of money to Cecil, and then all of a sudden, the first game of the season is basically loaded with with the uh, cups or something, and then you have Rizzo. Uh, do you bring him because he gets paid? Um, okay, it might it might be all right because it's the first game of the season. But guess what, buddy? One year we missed the playoff by one game. So, anyways. And what I'm trying to say, Jimbo, is you you could do it that way. You could do it that given the opportunity and see what we got. But then how long is that? How long is that opportunity? Because every single game counts. Every game counts. And if you're going to give him a month, well, we have 30 games that we have to 
bust our butt and try to win, you know, because if we start behind those two guys, it might be too late. Yeah, and I get that. I, you know, it just, this is that business part of the whole thing, you know? I hate to say that, but, I mean, it, the Cecil, like, listen, we have multiple left-handed relievers. Now, I don't know what their options are, and I know we heard Mosellock mention the other day that sometimes the bull, the bullpen may come down to um, option-type guys, like who has options and who doesn't. So that just tells me right there that I'm not saying I'm right, so to speak. We haven't am. even mentioned Brevia and Webb and Treve. Yeah, I mean, I, that's my thing. So, like, how many left-handers are going to have? You know Andrew Miller is going to be in there. So you have to assume that there's a spot in there for a lefty, right? Well, which one's it going to be? You've got Tyler Webb. You've got Shreve. You've got Cecil, who makes all the money, okay? You've got right Genesis. Now, today, you've got Genesis, today, who everybody's talking about. So, I mean, what do you do? Today is, is Cecil. <laughs> today, as it, as it right now, is Cecil, right? Because of the uh, money. Yeah, because he's signed, and they already shown that they're going to go with that. So it's telling us that Cecil is your guy. The other three guys, they're just fighting to see if Cecil messed up or Cecil get hurt or uh, go to AAA and, and have their eyes open to the middle of the season. So that's what they're fighting for. But it's it's really hard for me to see that after those two years that Cecil had. And, uh, well, last year we all saw that. He wasn't even brought in to pitch against lefties when the situation was was called for it. They even stayed with the right-hander or they brought a right-hander. I mean, you don't want to have a spot that you don't want to use. That's what Matini was always saying. We have guys in the bullpen that we can't even bring because they're so cold right now. They're not doing their job that if I bring him, I'd rather have my righty against a lefty because he's actually pitching well, pitching hot. You see, so it's going to be very interesting to see what Mike Chill's going to do. Uh, but but the whole spring still to play. Uh, but those guys, they have to play their butts. They don't have anything secure. Even Fowler, they, he might be in the roster secure, but I don't think he has anything secure. If he if he doesn't do his thing in spring training, I don't I don't see them. And then O'Neill crush the ball, or Martinez keeps hitting the ball. I don't know, man. I don't see why these guys can play, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you. And it's an interesting thing to me. I, I've always said that, you know, the the cool thing about spring training is seeing guys compete. Now, for me, it just has the feel now that spring training's more about opening eyes and showing people that when the time comes, if they're going to make a change or if there's an opportunity that you've proven that you're the guy and maybe they don't have to go somewhere else to look for said change now i i don't know i don't have any like i don't have any outside like information to tell me that the certain guys are in and certain guys are out you know but but i will say this as i look at the bullpen and i see so many arms and i've said it once i'll say it again that has a lot to do with the up and down movement so i don't i don't get as freaked out about the bullpen as i do the roster I just, man, there's just something unnatural to me about guys that don't deserve roster spots getting them because of money. But that's the business. I mean, what are you going to do? That's the business of it, Jimbo, and we need to be used to that. And um, But that just that's just how it is. That's just how this thing works. And 
uh, at times it sucks, you know, at times it's not what fair is that what you want to call it. You know, at times it's not fair, but ever since I started being in the minor league game uh, as a professional Jimbo, nothing was fair. Nothing was fair. I thought I earned my spot. I thought everybody that I played with had to earn their spot. But but nothing was fair. I didn't see anything fair in, in the minor leagues. I saw a guy getting $3 million signing bonus, and I saw a guy going to ABO from because of the $3 million that they gave him. And I saw that guy getting five years of development. When I saw a guy getting paid $1,000 for signing bonus like me, or, or uh, let's say $10,000, $50,000, and they only got one year, two, two years to develop. And if they didn't do anything, they will they would just release him. So uh, being better, uh, I saw a lot of guys being better than that $3 million guy, and they only got paid 50000 But guess what? The, the 50000 guy that was better never played because they couldn't develop because they had this $3 million investment and they needed that guy to play. And the the guy who was better, $50,000, messed up, got to double-A, release him, and he probably couldn't find a job anymore. And being better than that $3 million guy. So it, this doesn't happen in the big leagues only. It happens throughout the whole minor leagues. You just get sick. You just get sick in your stomach because, you know, what was happening. But you just have to live with it, and hopefully they don't do that to you, you know. Yeah, um, I got to ask you, too. You've been through numerous spring trainings. There are certain guys when you go into spring training that you count on. There are certain guys that when you're looking at your roster for the upcoming season that you say, man, we've got this guy and this guy and this guy. And, you know, some of the key things that I think you look at as a team going into spring training. Now, this is as you construct a team. I've talked a lot about the construction of the roster over the years, and at times I felt like it was one of the biggest – problems that we had with our team but if you look at it you know when you go into a season and you say okay you know what Matt Carpenter is pretty darn good and Paul Goldschmidt's really really good I like where Paul DeYoung is you know um you know I like this I like that boy let's look at our pitching man we added Andrew Miller Jordan Hicks is another year older we've got young arms we can do all this man look at our starting rotation you know Michael Waka when healthy is pretty good Miles Michaelis showed us last year that he has number one, number two stuff. And then we have Carlos Martinez. And Carlos Martinez at times has shown us that he can be an ace and dot, 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 right? And then you get into spring training, and a guy you were actually counting on, it looks like he's going to be out for a little while. What's that do to the cult? Like, what does that do to the, 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 the team as a whole when you see a guy, not just a guy that was fighting for a spot or a guy that – I, you know, I mean, a dude go down. What's that do to a team? Well, Jimbo, what that does to the team, it, it hurts. It hurts the team. But let me tell you this one. It hurts the team more when they in the middle of the season than what than it is in spring training. We all remember when Adam Wainwright went down in 11 Yeah. Uh, for the whole year. That was a big blow. Everybody said, man, what are we going to do now? What the heck is going to happen right now? Because this is Adam Wainwright, dude. This is our guy. What in the world are we going to do? And they end up winning the World Series. So when these things happen, they're really, really rough, Jimbo. But everybody in the clubhouse understand 
And when, when I went through them myself, they had a meeting and they talked to us and they told us, they said, yes, they're, they're big time. They're our big guns. They're our, our guys. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to sit here and cry about it? Or are we going to sit here and represent Adam Wainwright really good and go out and win the World Series for him? Or I mean, not for him, but but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got hurt. And, but those things are talk, you know, and I don't think in spring training, you take it a lot easier than in the middle of the season. Let's say like like in, in June, July, when you really need an Adam Wainwright, all of a sudden he goes down. And we had it happen to us when Carlos went down for those three weeks last year. Uh, and then all of a sudden Wainwright went out, Waka. We didn't even see Waka for the last couple of months. Yep. And, and, and we went, we were like, or three months, we were like, holy crap. So, but those things happen. The only thing that we deal with it is we get, we get encouraged. We get, uh, we get positive. We get really, really motivated to, to get those guys going, you know, to show those guys, Hey, we got your back. Um, but it's a lot easier in the spring training than it is in the middle of the season because you have guys already lined up to take their spot, right? To take that spot. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I just, you know, for me, as like I said, I, I wonder when I look at guys, I mean, you know, when you have a Yachty or Molina on your team, you know, as long as he's healthy, I mean, what are we really talking about? Well, we're talking about who's going to be his backup. When you have a, when you have a Matt Carpenter, when you have a ball Goldschmidt, you know, who's going to be their backup. Who's going to be the guy that plays multiple positions. When you start, like if you were to lose a Paul Goldschmidt, if you were to lose a Matt Carpenter, if you were to lose a Yachty or Molina, I mean, it'd be a blow. I mean, you have to look at it the same way when it comes to Carlos Martinez. So I don't want to like cut down on the, like, I don't want to sound the panic alarms, but I also don't want to like rip on the guys that might replace him because I will say this. I think starting pitching is the one place that we could withstand somebody being out for a little bit at the beginning. And I like your, I like the way you explained it. It seems to me like it's a lot bigger deal if it was to happen during the season than if it happened right now, because some of those guys that we may use now as a starter may have been conditioned to do other things in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season. So that's a big deal. I think it is a huge deal. I think if you get hurt in the middle of the season, we saw it happen last year. It's a big deal. I, 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 I think in the spring training, it's a big deal, but it's not as much as in the middle of the season. I think also guys are ready to remember Jimbo. Gant, John Gant, uh, Flaherty, uh, what's the other guys that started? You know, Gomber, Ponce de Leon, Gomber, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all those guys are ready to pitch in the big leagues. So if something like this happened and we're going to lose Carlos, let it happen right now. Let it happen in the beginning of the season where we can have him at the end. Or, or we can show these guys and we can have three guys, two guys prepare for for the season, knowing that they're going to be starters. I mean, it's, I, we already talked about how difficult it is to be a reliever like John Gann. One day you're a reliever and four days later they want you to start. And then two days later you're a reliever. And then three days later you want you to start. It is really hard on the pitching, uh, the pitching arm, shoulder and everything for those guys. I know they train, but it's not the same. I don't care who you are. So to have this happen right now, it gives you an opportunity to set up the the pitching for the season. And the guys that we have, they're not they're not uh, you know they're not 
how do you say that? They're not bad guys. They're not guys that are not proven. They're not guys that are not good. They're guys that are ready to take a position. They're guys that are ready to go. So it's good to have depth, like we said before. Well, and most guys that are players at some juncture were that guy in spring training, right? And, you know, uh, you, you, you talk about great stories in baseball where a guy gets an opportunity. I mean, we have one of the great ones here in St. Louis, Albert Pujols. Probably doesn't make the opening day roster if Bobby Bonilla doesn't pull a hamstring, and you know, and so on and so on. There's great stories everywhere, right? You know, Wally Pippen, well, Garrick. I, I mean, there's great stories everywhere. But most guys started out as a pros. I mean, all guys pretty much start out as prospects, right? Yeah, and that's what we were looking for last year too. Remember when when guys went down and like Wayno get down, and we were looking for somebody to step up and take his place, right? Yeah. We were looking for people to go out, and Flaherty did it. Uh, when Waka was brought up, he took a spot from somebody, and 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 he took off. Uh, that's what we're looking for, you know. These guys, when when the injuries happen, that's what they're looking for. I bet you anything, that's what they're thinking. They're like, man, this is my chance to to become somebody, you know. So that's it, you know. And this is opportunities. The same with. Tyler O'Neill, if, if Ozuna would have gone down, he takes his spot. If, uh, like, Fam, you know, Fam got traded and all the Southern one spot open, and here we go. Uh, Fowler got hurt, and we got a chance to see Jose Martinez playing more, getting more at bats, and Bader in center, and, and, and O'Neill more at bats. You know, that's, it happens everywhere. In football, if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, we never know who Tom Brady is. So, uh, it happens everywhere in every sport, so we're not the exception. Yeah, I, uh, I, I everybody started somewhere. I mean, there's we talk all the time too about prospects versus guys that are proven. Of course, if a guy that's proven is healthy and performing, well, I mean, it's a guy that's you know a prospect. It's a no brainer. Yeah, but you know, as I said earlier, I think that some of the spring training thing has turned into a. I want to open eyes. I want you to see who I am. I want you to see that I can do this. I want you to see how I go about my business. You got all types of different things now that, that they look at. I mean, you hear people talk about double a being the real barometer of whether or not you can play in the big leagues. And then when you go to the Arizona fall league, if you do really well, I there, think it's triple a Jimbo, do you think it's double a? Well, I think in what your, happens is, opinion? well, I just, I've heard different guys say that when, once you get to double a, you start seeing guys that are uber talented, and then you find out if you can hit and things like that. Now, Triple A is is like, I think Triple A, and again, I'm just going just telling you what some people talk, like. Triple A, it sounds to me like they teach you how to be a big leaguer in Triple A. I think the Triple A is proven guys that have been there. Yes, yes. The big in uh, in in Double A, they're just prospects. And here we go with the with our favorite word in the world, pro- potential. Because they sign you for big money, you go to Double A. You have an opportunity to be there. And if you're a good player in Double A, you still have to prove yourself to Triple A. You see what I mean? I think Double A is hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's because of the talent that that the people have. But sometimes talent is measured on potential. Oh, he has a potential to to hit 30. Let's let's see what he can do in Double A. See what I'm saying? In Triple A. There's guys that have proved that have proven being in the big leagues that hey they've been there in the big leagues for at least a few months for at least a year for at least two years 
they've been out there. They're just battling their butts back and forward trying to make a team. You see, you cannot compare double A to triple A in, in at least not in my eyes. Yeah, I, I I would say that, you know, for all these guys, you know, I talked about, well, I talked about um, Tyler O'Neill. I talked about uh, Jaro Munoz. You know, we talk about those guys, right, and how they contributed last year. And one of them, very realistically, maybe at AAA when this season starts. It's not just them. It is pitchers. Now, I know pitchers, they go up and down. But think about the contribution guys like Ponce de Leon, Gomber, Dakota Hudson. These guys, these three guys especially, made a lot of contributions at the big league level last year. And the reality of it is, all three of them, one of them, two of them, they could all be at AAA again this year. And that would be frustrating if, if I was them. But I, I also understand it's a nature of the beast. Now, for you as a guy that played, how frustrating is that for you when you get a get an opportunity, you see guys play at the big league level, and then you go back down? Is that is that a hard thing to deal with? It, it is horrible. Uh, but the only horrible thing is when you know the guy in front of you in the big league is not performing, and then you here you are, stud in AAA, ready to go, and they don't give you a chance, and they send you back down because they, the other guy makes money or he's under contract. That's what's horrible. But if you know, like Ponce de Leon and, and Gomber, if they know the, the starters are full, but they're doing great job, you know, yep. if they're doing great, in the big league, you can't do nothing about it. You just have to wait for your opportunity and keep doing, keep doing your thing of doing right. You know, keep doing your thing of playing good and pitching good. But if the guy in front of you, in the big leagues, Jimbo, he's messing up and he's not having a great year, and all of a sudden, you're having a great season and you're pitching better than him. Oh my gosh, that's when it's really horrible for the player. That's when it starts playing in your head. Like, what the heck do I have to do? That guy, that guy is not good at all. When I was in AAA, uh, I, I had I had Fabregas, I had Matt Wahlbeck, and I had um, Charlie O'Brien. I don't know if you remember that name, but Charlie O'Brien in front of me. Between all of them, they probably couldn't hit 260. I think all of them together. And I was hitting like almost 305 in Triple A. See, that's how you get. You could. You could get. I'm not saying you do uh, as much as you could get frustrated. So at one point, I told my agent. I said, "Hey, listen, call him up, please. Let him know that if I don't get called up in the next 10 days, I want my release so I can go play for whoever. And I might have another chance to." make it to the big leagues, you know, because here, obviously, those guys are all three together are not doing well together. And I could do better than all three of them together, but I'm not given the opportunity. So please just tell him. And it happens to in a, in a time where Terry Collins got re-signed, he re-signed, and then Joe Madden came up and took the job. And through in two or three days later, I was in the big leagues. Huh. And then two one one of those guys got traded. The other guy got released, and here I am playing ball for the Angels. But you see what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So it only gets horrible when the guy in front of you is not performing to your capabilities, and you know you're better than that. And, and that's when it gets horrible. But but if the guy in front of you, if I would have been playing in front of Yadi, uh, and then Yadi, uh, it's uh, 
or Real Mudo or or Buster Posey and I'm in the AAA, I mean, I would not. I had nothing to say. Yeah. I have to wait for my chance or go to another team and look for my opportunity. But but since I was since I was behind those three guys and then Todd Green, you, he's not a catcher, but he was catching. And then Phil Nevin is a third baseman and he was catching with the Angels. And I was I was really upset in Triple A, and that's why I say what I said. So, but that's the only way it gets horrible for Gumber, for for Ponce de Leon, and all those guys. It's like the guy in front of you doesn't do a good job, and you're doing really good. Why don't I get the opportunity? That's when it gets horrible. Yeah, it's interesting. I I I don't know how it'll play out. I don't know how it'll end. But in the in the end, I will say this. Um, I. I, I love the competition part of this. I love seeing guys play and do some things. I love the energy level. I, I love watching them go about their business. I mean, I think there are little things that I like to watch, and I think everybody's probably that way. I think you as a former player probably will look at spring training different than a fan. I think this fan looks at it different than this fan, and then we also have to add in what we really want to see happening, right? Like, you know, and, and that's okay too. So um, I, I – I I I would say this. I I got I got some things that I like to do. You got some things you like to do. This guy does, and that's what I think makes it great. And I think that's what you know. That's why we do the show. That's why social wanna, media is fun. It's it just it should be fun. I want to say something for the fans, Jimbo, because yep. it's very important for them to hear this. If I, and I am I am a huge fan of San Luis Cardinals, a huge fan, not because only Yaddy. But the way they do things, right? They go at it professionally, you know. So, I'm a really huge fan. And if I'm if I'm a fan, this is to everybody out there. If I'm a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals today, I'm not talking about yesterday when Pujols was here or whatever, or when Jimmy Edmonds was playing. I don't care. I'm talking about today. If I'm a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals today, I'll be really, really excited. I'd be really, really excited to go and watch these guys play ball, to go and see what Mike Shields can do, to go and see what Ozuna is going to be when now that he's healthy. Carpenter moving the third, uh, having a, a new year to come over. Uh, Goldsmith having a glove and the player, the hitting that he is. Uh, he could have MVPs in his pocket easily. Um to know that Wong has another opportunity to make those great plays on the field. Paul DeYoung being healthy fully from the hand when he got hit. Uh, in the right field, trying to see what Fowler can do. If not Martinez, if not O'Neal running those outfield balls out there diving and then coming here and the plate and hitting bombs. If I'm a fan of the Cardinals, I would be really ecstatic to see how Bader is going to be this year. How... um. Waka is going to come out of that injury pitching well because he was doing great until he got hurt. And then Wainwright giving another opportunity to see uh, what he can do. Carlos Martinez is probably going to be healthy at that time of the season. Alex Reyes is another guy that I would love to see and see how he can do and see what he can do on the mound. And then I'll be excited to see Miller facing uh, Anthony Rizzo and and those lefties from the and Yelich from Milwaukee and I mean come on man Jordan Hicks I want to see that if I'm the fan of the Carlos and, and not even letting out Yadi how he can control 
the 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 pitching and how uh, maybe he can have another great year uh, behind the plate. So all those things being said, if you're the Cardinal fan right now today, you should be very 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 excited. Well, for me, I think it's uh it, it's a it's a fun process. It's a way for guys to show what they can do, and in the end. I think that uh, Cardinal fans, like you said, should be excited. I think we're heading in the right direction. And hopefully this is a year where we get back in the playoffs and everybody can be excited for October baseball in St. Louis again. Um, that's going to do it for us today. I want to thank my, my co-host, Benji Molina, as always, for joining us on the M4ByYachty.com hotline. Special thanks once again to InnovativeCompanies.com, our man Randy Green and his construction team, heating and cooling team, his electric team, are on standby, ready to work for you, save you money, time, energy, and effort. That's Randy Green. Uh, as always, we come to you from the patio studios. Don't forget, opening day is right around the corner. It's the original party place for St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Uh, our opening day contest you can find on twobirdsonabat.com. Don't forget, when you get on there, click the contest. It'll show you how you can enter the contest. We have the new ad to the contest. Don't forget, all of our social media pages, anything you want to do, and I'll give you those here in a second, take a, take a, take a screenshot showing that you've downloaded your radio on your mobile device. It's free. Uh, and you guys receive 50 additional entries into the contest, something very, very easy to do. Those ways to find us are simple, guys, on Twitter, at Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us. If you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back. Hit us up on Facebook, uh, Two Birds on a Bat. Type it in, like our Facebook page, click invite your friends. When you see the pin post, like it, comment on it, and share it, and help us reach more people. You can also find us on Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat Show. And through the network at lineupmedia.fm, home of said Yo Radio, which, again, we are trying to help promote because those guys are the ones that paid for the tickets, and we thank them so much for their continued support. Speaking of support, GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, their four-pillar system. Give them an opportunity. If you're looking for something for your son or daughter with they're trying to improve their game when it comes to baseball or softball, our friends at Adam Smokehouse, there's no better barbecue in St. Louis, folks. I'll argue with you till the, till the cows come home. Check it out. Yeah, how about that? No pun intended. Uh, have some great barbecue down at Adam Smokehouse. Tell Mike we sent you down there. We appreciate all the people that go down there and do support Adam Smokehouse. We know you love it. We know you love their barbecue. They take care of you whether it's uh, in, in whether you're in in room dining or if you're taking it to go, if you're having it delivered, if you're doing box lunches, or you guys are doing catering events. That's Adam Smokehouse, and we do appreciate them so much. Um, you know. Uh, all of our social media partners, uh, you guys have heard me mention Chris Lawless and his wonderful Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7 group. Ron, Chris, Gino, the gang over at uh, CN 24-7. Uh, Cards on Deck, I think they're running now. Great group there. Uh, our girls, Linda and Vicky, that do fans of Yachty or Molina, and I am a Cardinal fan. Yes, I am. Two of them, my favorite Facebook pages. STL Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinal Crew is one of my favorites. St. Louis Baseball Cardinals. Mick Light, Art City Media, and of course our friend Nate McHenry with RallySquirrel.com. For all of us here at Two Birds on a Bat, let's go birds! Let's go birds! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.